Welcome to USPCA Presents, where the largest association for personal chefs brings you speakers, topics, and a bit of fun in this nuanced part of the culinary industry. In this episode, USPCA President speaks with Mark Hudgens of Modern Meal. Well, good evening, USPCA members. It's Larry Lynch here again with our bi-weekly production of information news that you can use to, to run your businesses better in this crazy time of COVID-19. Um, you know, we've done some things in terms of thinking ahead for your business. We've talked about some things that are training for personal chefs. But tonight's really special. Um, when I took on USPCA about 10 years ago, we had some, some interesting menu programming at the time that was a, a real challenge. We couldn't get it to work. As computers were getting updated, the system wasn't there. And uh, our guest tonight, Mark Hudgens, came to me with a, with a fascinating proposal and, and an idea. And, and it really wasn't, as much as I regretted it, an investment on our part um, in terms of any financials. It was certainly one that was investment worthy of our time and effort because we knew that provide value for you and your clients was to bring something to the table, no pun intended, that would, uh, would be an enhancement for your businesses, an enhancement for how you, you drive things for the guests. So, uh, by the way, we're already getting comments. So just, you know, Karen Dewan says, good evening. She says, hi, Mark. So hi, Chef Squeaky. So, so Karen's <laughs> thrilled to see you this evening. Um, so that said, I'll be monitoring Q&A from Mark tonight, but Mark really wants to talk to you about some of the cool things, not only the Modern Meal is doing, but thinking about technology and structure as we come out on the other side of this, and even for people that are able to deal with folks today. Um, I will just share very quickly with you, I've been on calls the better part of the day, representing my other life. And there are a lot of states that are anxious to start moving forward again and opening businesses and letting people go out and about, and, which also means letting you in. Now, I will tell you this, there's still at the same time lots of concern about doing that too quickly. We don't have answers. I'm not pushing any information out on it yet until I get something more definitive. But the fact of the matter is, as we've talked about this whole thing of flattening the curve, and I will tell you, I was on a call with the head of the CDC yesterday um, Dr. Jay Butler, and he was talking, <coughs> pardon me, he was talking about, you know, it's not a matter of flattening the curve, it's about lowering the curve. Um, so CDC still has some concerns, but I will tell you from a USPCA perspective, we remain on top of it because it's part of my life. So that's what we do. But that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. Tonight we're going to get a chance to better structure and organize your business, things to think about and things to act on as we move forward. So uh, I'm excited tonight to welcome Mark Hutchins. So Mark, welcome. Well, thank you, Larry. I appreciate you allowing me to be here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen, and I just want to make sure that you can see that okay. Perfect. I see it just fine. Okay, perfect. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm just going to give a, a little bit of background on Modern Meal, uh, why it exists. Um, for people that have not had any exposure to the platform, I'm going to do a very quick demo of some of the key features. For existing users, we have some really cool new stuff coming out, and I want to spend a little bit of time covering that. And then we live in strange times, so I'm going to throw out a strange offer that might be counterintuitive to personal chefs, but you know, it's in the, in, the, in the spirit of trying to find something that might help you with your relationship with your clients during this very strange time. So with that, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and dig in. So. First of all, kind of focusing in on why Modern Meal exists, I'll give just a bit of a backstory. So the impact of food on health has had a major impact in my life. Going back to when I was a child, very sick, doctors thought I had a rare form of cancer. They wanted to send me for, for treatment to see what I responded to. My mom just dug in and said, no, we're not gonna do that. She got me on an exclusion diet. She even took me out of school and homeschooled me so she could monitor what I ate. And the end result of that was me getting healthy, um, me getting well. And then within a few years, I was over my allergies and um, went from a huge health scare to just being a normal, healthy kid. Later in life, um, my mom was facing inoperable pancreatic cancer. She didn't want to go the route of chemo and radiation. We once again turned to a, a food protocol and ended up having a great response from her. Uh, she lived three times longer than doctors expected with a high quality of life. So... I kind of had these bookends on my life of the impact of food on health. At the same time, my wife and I are working pretty stressful jobs in the uh, sports technology industry. And even though we held this belief, we were the people that were texting each other every day at 6, 6.30 asking what's for dinner. And without having a plan in place, 
we would eat out, we would carry out, and we held this belief on our desire to be healthy, and we weren't able to follow that. So what I basically realized is that, you know, for me, cooking wasn't the issue. I enjoy cooking. It's having a plan in place to be successful, right? So understanding what was for dinner that night, um, what I, ingredients I had, what I needed, and then making sure that when I got home after work, all those ingredients were in place. So I quit my job. Um, I really didn't want to do it. Um, I had a really good job in sports technology. Um, but I just couldn't let this idea go and it was a passion project. So I left and I was going to create this consumer version for people that made it easier for them to cook healthy meals more often. Um, long story short, I met Larry Lynch in the USPCA and it turns out that personal chefs have a lot of the same needs in having a plan for success and planning for their customers. So I was very happy to kind of pivot and create a software as a service for personal chefs. And I really identify with what chefs do. Um, you know, I have a heart for helping people eat the way they want to eat as often as they can. And that's exactly what chefs are doing. So it was kind of a, a natural alignment of goals and vision. And um, it gave me the opportunity to work with people that were passionate in the same area that I was. So many years later, you know, here we are. But um, that, that was kind of the background on Modern Meal. Now, one of the things I mentioned is that, you know, not having a plan in place is planning to fail, right? That impacted me in my personal life. And I think that for entrepreneurs and certainly for personal chefs, that is the same case for you. So what we intend Modern Mill to be is a plan for you, a repeatable plan for you to be successful, for you to be efficient and pulling off cook dates for your clients. Um, you know, I believe that as an entrepreneur, we're not getting paid, right? We're not on a regular paycheck. We're not on a regular salary. Our time is our greatest asset. So if we can provide you with a tool where with a, a time investment upfront to become more efficient the rest of your operation, you can now take that additional time and you can work on branding. You can work on social media outreach. You can work on marketing and partnerships. You can do other things that grow your business because we can save you hours and hours per week but it will take a bit of a time investment upfront. Um, so anyways, I'm gonna dive into the platform a little bit, show you very quickly how it works, and um, we'll go from there. So the first part of Modern Mill is you have to get your recipes into the platform. Uh, we do have some import tools, so if you happen to be on certain platforms like Menu Magic or Paprika or some of the other ones, um, these are the current files that we support. So you can upload your file here and it'll import all of your recipe data. Uh, we also have an import tool for if you have a customer list that's in a CSV file, or maybe it's in an Excel spreadsheet, you can convert it to a CSV file. You can also import your customer data. So getting your recipes in is um, kind of a starting point. Um, we also provide tools where you can add recipes from wherever you want to get them. So for example, if I want to search the web for a poached salmon recipe, I can just click web search. It's basically just like going to Google and entering a search. I can click on this link and preview it, and then I can just click the import button. Uh, now, when I'm importing a recipe here, um, we're not just bookmarking it, we're actually looking at it to understand exactly what this recipe is all about. Um, and then we will, let me go ahead and refresh so I can get this on my screen here. So we'll go ahead at this point and, um, Hang on one second. So here's the recipe that I've imported. We capture, you know, the source, the picture, we capture any notes from the recipe author, any tags that exist on the recipe, we bring those in. Uh, we'll automatically provide a nutrition label um, for existing customers. This is a new thing, and I'll be talking about this more in just a minute, because um, I'm showing you a demo from our test environment. Um, but we will identify what is the quantity, the measurement, and the ingredient. Uh, we'll bring in the cooking instructions, and um, basically, this recipe now exists in your collection. Uh, once the recipe comes in, uh, you have a number of ways that you can modify it. So we have different ways that you can tag it. Um, we have different fields in place, so I could select the main ingredient here as being fish. Uh, I could say this is appropriate for dinner, or maybe it's an entree. Or I could say, you know what, I have a customer named Jim, and Jim's gonna love this. So let me just come in and type in Jim as a customer. So you can really tag this um, any way you'd like to. Um, 
If you want to make sure that we brought in the recipe correctly, we have a review mode that shows you a breakdown of how the recipe was imported. You can modify cooking instructions. You can even come in and put uh, serving instructions. So, you know, if you're preparing a cook date menu and you want to prepare, um, you know, serving labels, whatever serving information you put here will show up there. Um, you can capture allergens, you can capture, you know, required equipment. Um, and, and it's a very basic functionality, but if you wanted to capture, you know, this recipe at four servings, kind of the cost and sales price, you could do that as well. So anyways, that's how you bring a recipe in. Uh, you can search directly from the web. We also have tools. We have a, a tool called a web clipper. So if you are going through our tour, when we're showing you how to use the platform, if you go to the second step and you select use our recipe clipper, there's a little button here that you can just basically drag to your bookmark bar. When you do that, it adds a button that says add to modern meal. And what that means is that when you're looking at a recipe on the web and you want to add that to your account, you just click add to modern meal and it automatically adds that. The last way that you have of getting a recipe in is you can just create it from scratch. So here you can put in a name, a number of servings, and then basically you can copy and paste the entire block of instructions and you can copy and paste all the cooking instructions and get nutrition information for whatever recipe that you bring in. So um, there's a number of different ways to get recipes into your Modern Meal account and customize them. Once you have recipes in place, we provide different filters. So depending on attributes of the recipe or how you tag them, you can now go through and search and retrieve um, your recipes. So there's a lot more that goes into recipes. That's a pretty quick overview on it. Uh, the second section that we have here that's pretty important is we have a concept of customers. So I'll go ahead and search for myself here. So on a customer, you can capture all of their kind of key contact information. You can put in different tags about the way that you want to think about and organize this customer. Um, any special equipment that's needed when you go to a cook date at their house, you can capture that. Any recipes that they gave you feedback on that they really liked, you can capture their favorite recipes. And then we also have in place ingredient exclusions. Now, I want to be very clear that up until recently and, and still not live on the production account, we did not have the ability to, to know where if you said this customer is gluten free, we didn't have the technology to look through every recipe to identify what ingredients might have gluten in it. So this, this is a very specific ingredient exclusion. And it was more along the, 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 the spirit of my customer doesn't like this ingredient versus this is an allergen for them. So you have the ability to identify a specific ingredient that your customer just doesn't like. And then when you're meal planning for them in the future, you know, we'll kind of show a flag that, hey, this recipe contains something that your customer has told you that they don't like. Um, however, I will show you a little bit later, we have some advanced technology now where we are able to look at recipes and um, do a better job of determining um, your, your main allergens. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, gosh, I'm giving away all my surprises. This is a horrible demo. Okay, moving on to customer notes. Um, for the customer, uh, you can keep track of any feedback that they decide to give you, um, whether that be a house code to get in, whether a diet change or a preference change or whatever the case is. Uh, you do have an option when you're creating a cook date menu or a service, uh, which is what we call a cook date menu. Um, when you're creating a production report, any customer notes, if you just select this box, those comments will show up on your production report so that you're taking it to your client's house with you. You can pull up a service history of all the services that you have performed for a client. Uh, so you can go back and look at their full history, both of services and also recipe history. Um, we've had a ton of requests to be able to export this stuff and it's something, uh, this information and it's something that we hope to get to um, pretty soon. So anyways, that is kind of a quick overview of a customer. So again, it'll take a little bit of time in putting together your recipe collection, maybe tagging it in a way that makes sense, a little bit of time in setting up your customers. Although if you do have you know, any kind of um, Excel spreadsheet, you can convert that to a CSV file and bring it in. So once you have that in place, you're pretty well set to start getting efficient. So 
If you're looking to build out a cook date menu, um, that's what we call services. And we'll just go ahead and go in here and open up one that I put together. So you have the ability to select a client name. And if you'll notice here, you're seeing these exclamation points. And what that's basically saying is that these ingredients have an exclusion that my client told me that they are not into. So we make that available for you so that you can clearly see that. Um, we give you the flexibility of creating as many different sections as you'd like to here. So depending on how you're putting together this cook date menu, it could be, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It could be apps, main sides and dessert. It could be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but you have the flexibility of adding a section, naming it, whatever you want to, and then basically just taking a recipe and dragging it over there. Uh, you have the same tools to be able to go in and search and filter by diet type, cuisine type, main ingredient. Um, if you have anything tagged with maybe, you know, your side dish, right? You can search for side dishes and retrieve that list. Um, you can search by nutrition information. So number of ways you can filter through your recipe collection when you're doing your menu planning for a client. Uh, so once I have my menu set, this is where Modern Meal really begins to save you time. So now all the tedious parts of a cook date, your serving labels, your grocery list, your production report, your client summary, um, we now go through the process of really automating all that stuff for you. So when I have my service set, um, I can now go in and say, okay, well, let's print my, my serving menus. So it'll take your logo, it'll take um, the recipe name, and then any re if you have any serving instructions, it'll automatically include those. Um, we don't automatically apply servings because some chefs package up recipes or dishes differently than what the recipe calls for. So we leave that as a box where they can just fill that in. Um, we understand how expensive labels are. So if you are halfway down on a sheet, you can say, I want to skip the first four set of labels and start there. Um, so anyways, you can go in there and you can print your labels. Um, if you happen to be in a position where you are cooking um, and delivering your meals to clients, uh, we do have nutrition labels. So I can come in and print nutrition labels. I can determine which fields I'd like to have populate on my label. And then we will put in the label, uh, the nutrition information, and we will list the ingredients from the highest weight down to the lowest weight. So you can put together a nutrition label and you can skip labels in the same manner as I showed you before. Um, you can put together a production report. So when you're off to the client's house, um, any customer notes are showing up here. Uh, you now have a listing of all your recipes. You have a couple different content options here. So if you want to include customer address or recipe notes, you can do that. Um, there's a couple of other editing um, options that you have here as well. So you can automatically create a production report. If you want to print a leave behind client summary, you can do that. Uh, you can have your business information here, your logo there. You have a lot of different content options in terms of whether you want to include nutrition information, serving information, description. Um, all of these options here are available. You can format this in a number of ways. And once you get it just the way you want to, if you want to do further editing, you can go into edit mode and make any changes that you want to there. So again, just saving you a lot of time and taking the data that's already in your account and populating a, a client menu. Um, from there, you can um, also take these client summaries, production reports, other things. You can email that to your client. Um, we have a concept of menus, which are basically a service, but they don't belong to an existing client. So you can take any service and turn that into a menu. You can take any menu, which again, is just a collection of recipes that might be around a theme, a season, uh, whatever the case is, you can turn menus into services. Um, so all that's available, but then the biggest time saver is now I can take this service and I can create a grocery list from it. So from this grocery list, um, we are taking all of the ingredients on all of the recipes on your service and we're putting them into you know, the different categories that you'll find them in a grocery store. Uh, you do have the ability to scale recipes here. Um, I don't think I showed you that on a service and I should have, but for every recipe that you bring on, um, you can scale the recipe from your service. You can also determine how many 
um, labels you'd like to print for any recipe on a service. Um, if you get it here and realize you forgot to scale it, you can just scale it directly from here. Uh, if you realize you forgot a recipe or a service, you can add that as well. Um, if you happen to shop at a certain store and you want to get in and out as efficiently as possible, you have the ability to set your categories. Um, you can even do this once on your um, account preferences so that we'll automatically put together a grocery list in terms of um, how you want to shop through the store. Uh, from this point, you could go through and if you want to be very deliberate, um, you can select individual ingredients that you know the client has and then you can delete them later. Or if you want to go very quickly through this list because you know that they have black pepper and cumin and other things, you can just delete things very quickly. Uh, we also have an option where you can take this and you can email it to your client. Um, what will happen when they get that email, it opens a web form where they basically see this grocery list. They can go through and check off everything that they have available. They can send that feedback to you. Um, you'll get a notification that they provided feedback. You'll be able to look at this grocery list and we'll highlight the items that they say that they have and give you the ability to remove those from your grocery list. Um, and then finally, you can print this. You wanna take it to the grocery store with you. You have a couple different options on how you can print this list, um, whether you want to do it in the compact format, uh, whether you wanna use a recipe key or just have the recipe name next to each ingredient, uh, whether you wanna have the ingredient first, the quantity first, there's a couple of different options that you can do for the grocery list there. Um, so that is, I think, a pretty quick overview. We also do have um, apps in place for iOS and Android. So if you wanna access your recipes and grocery lists from your phones, um, you, can, you can do all of that. Um, there is some sections here where you can connect with other chefs, you can exchange recipes with them if you'd like to. I really won't go into the social features of that right now. Um, we do have some other features around recipes where if maybe you have a blog or if you have a website and you want to share some of your Modern Meal recipe content outside of the Modern Meal platform, uh, you can click on a recipe and you can go into the um, preferences here and you can say, okay, oh, I'm sorry. I actually turned this one off. What bad demo. I'm in our test environment and um, okay. I've actually turned that functionality off. Trust me, you can do it. I just can't show it to you right now. <laughs> All right, um, so anyways, that's a pretty quick overview of the, the Modern Mail platform. Um, we do have a help and support tab built in here, so if you have any questions or feedback or need to get a hold of us, um, you can simply go to the help and support tab and uh, we will be able to help you out. Um, now we talked about we have a couple of new things coming up. Um, so I'll, I'll begin to talk about that, transitioning more to um, maybe existing users looking for an update. So we have spent probably six months now working on what is the most core piece of technology in our system, and that's what's called our parsing engine. Uh, that's what allows us to take a recipe from the web um, or a recipe that you create and understand it at a very, very deep level. So I just imported this recipe here for the simple poached salmon. Um, one of the issues that we had before was, you know, we might get, bring this recipe in and we might not import it as cleanly as what we're doing right here. Um, the result of that was you would have to come in and kind of do a review and you have to make sure that all of the ingredient information looks right before we'd even attempt to give you a label. With our new technology that we haven't released yet, but we're a couple of weeks away from releasing. Um, we are so confident in the accuracy of our import, we'll automatically apply a nutrition label for it. The other thing that we'll do is we have the ability to identify um, allergens on a recipe. So if, an if a recipe were to contain gluten or dairy or sulfites or other things, we're now confident enough with our parsing technology that will automatically include that. Um, what that will allow us to do is to go back to the customer profile and say, okay, well, this customer, you know, they try to avoid these certain allergens and we'll do a much better job of looking through your recipes and presenting that information to you. Um, now, I'm showing you some, some new stuff here. 
will have to figure out the process of going back through your existing recipes and running them through the new parsing engine. Um, but that's something that we're working with our, our technical team on. So anyways, the new parsing engine is a, is a pretty cool thing. Um, the other thing that I will show you, and um, I'm very excited to get this out. This was actually part of my original vision for Modern Meal going back to, gosh, probably 2010, um, well before we even started working with the USPCA. But if you'll notice on the grocery list that I just created, um, for this service, we have a new button here on test, which is get delivered. Um, some of you might like this and use it. Some of you might say, no way, not for me. I'm going to hand select everything that I cook for my clients. Um, but it's here just in case. So if you were to want to automate the grocery shopping, you could say get delivered. Um, and what we are doing now is based on your unique zip code, um, Let's see, based on where you are, uh, we will look and see what gro which grocery fulfillment options are available, whether that be delivery or curbside fulfillment. Um, you'll select which gro grocery fulfillment partner, partner you wanna use. So in this case, we'll just say Walmart. So what we're doing now is we're taking your grocery list and we are auto-populating the cart at Walmart. Um, so you have the ability now of automatically populating that so you don't have to go item by item. Um, if you wanna do substitutions, you can hit swap and whatever it's recommending as a matched item, you can go through and actually select something else. So it's pretty powerful functionality to one, identify where you are, which grocery fulfillment options are available, and then giving you the options of being able to substitute items. Um, they'll also give you an estimated cost of the of the groceries at the store. Um, so at this point, all we are doing is now connecting you with their fulfillment process. So we're not doing anything in terms of handling the transaction. We're connecting you between your grocery list and that fulfillment partner. So at this point, I would now move on to Walmart's fulfillment experience. You would have your own account with them, your own credit card with them. It's updating the cart to reflect their current inventory, which these days is you know, obviously a little crazy. Um, the total changed here because I had some existing groceries in a list with Walmart. Um, so you'd want to clear that out, but basically that's what we're doing. We're connecting your grocery list with fulfillment partners in your area, uh, whether it be Peapod, Instacart, um, Publix via Instacart, um, Walmart, or even Amazon. So we are still testing this. Um, it's going well. Um, I've personally been, been using it recently and I absolutely love it, um, but we have a little bit of a ways to go before we're confident enough in it to, to unleash it on, on you because we know you really can't afford any issues and not getting the items that, that you need for a cook date. Um, however, if we can get this out quickly and keep you out of stores, um, this is something that we are we're really pursuing and, and, and trying to fulfill as quickly as possible. So um, that's another new thing that is coming up. Um, I think there is one other thing that we want to offer. And um, again, this might be counterintuitive, but I want to go ahead and throw it out there. Um, you know, one of the, the other sides of the house of Modern Meal is that just like we work with culinary entrepreneurs, we also work with nutrition and fitness entrepreneurs. So we have a platform called the Health Pro. Um, we do have the ability for any chefs that would like to take advantage of this. Um, we can work it out where for the next couple of months, you can have free access to it. The goal behind this plan is it'll take all the recipe content that you have in your account. And if you wanted to provide a tool for your clients when they're dealing with this very hard time right now, that makes it easier for them to cook for themselves, this would be a value added thing that you could extend to them. So basically what happens with a health pro plan is you had this new feature here called collections where you could take certain recipes that maybe you know your clients like that maybe are easy to cook. You could put together a recipe collection um, and you could name it, you know, Jane Smith or whatever you want to, right? If you wanted to, you could actually come in and create a meal plan to be shared with clients. Um, as you set your clients up, um, 
you have the ability to create a new subscriber and you can say, okay, I put together, you know, this recipe collection specifically for you. You can add that to the invite. If you built a meal plan, you can add that to the invite. Um, you'll go through the process. It'll send them an email. They'll be able to sign up and um, access that. Uh, one of the key things that they will see, and um, their view is much more simple, but they'll actually have their own version of Modern Meal. They'll come into a meal planning calendar, and any recipes that you've given them access to, they'll have those available. Um, they will then have the ability to kind of build out their own meal plan for the week. So say you gave them a shrimp jambalaya because they love it. They can drag it to the date they want to eat it. Um, we give them some really cool meal prep features as well. So let's say, you know, they're cooking, but they, it needs to, you know, they need to eat a couple of times. They can go through and say, well, I want to meal prep this. And if I'm cooking it, you know, we're going to eat this four times for my family of four. And what that does is it automatically scales the recipe and it shows them where they can then come in and say, we're going to cook and eat it for that night. We're going to have it for dinner. We're going to have it for lunch and then we're going to have it for dinner again. So some real um, meal prep capabilities for your customers. It's basically just making it very easy for them to take recipes, plan them. Um, they can then create a grocery list for this entire week. They can name it whatever they want to. They can get this grocery list. They can access it on their phone. Um, at some point when we roll this out, they'll be able to utilize uh, grocery delivery services for this. Um, I'm back on production now, so that option isn't available. And then when it's time for them to cook the meal, um, they would simply pull back up their plan and they would click on the recipe, open it up. Um, they could even go into a cooking version where we put the ingredients and instructions side by side. So basically, if anyone is interested in adding value to your customers right now, as counterintuitive as it sounds to make it easier for them to cook themselves, uh, you can email me after this. And um, if you would like to have these features added to your plan, we'd be happy to do that. Anything that we can do to help you add more value to your customer relationship, um, we, we would like to be able to do that for you. Um, so with that, Larry, I think, um, I think that's just about everything I wanted to cover. So Mark, I had to chuckle, you know, when you and I were talking about this the other day, Mark said an hour. He said, we're going to take a full hour. And I said, our members love to ask questions. And I said, you're going to be surprised. And we got a whole bunch of questions for you. Um, to Mark's point, uh, I will put the, his email address in the chat section here in just a moment. Um, but we'll make sure we push that out as well. But let me start to walk through a few of the, uh, uh, the questions, comments, and so forth. We got some in Q&A, we have some in chat. But Chef Laura says that Clipper is a pretty amazing feature. If you clip recipes from the web or add those from other sources, can you then modify them, ingredients, amount, instructions, for the way you have modified the recipe to your own style? Yes, you can. You can. The only recipes in Modern Meal that you cannot modify is uh, we do have a Discover section. Uh, it's really intended more for fitness and nutrition professionals to come in and not have to build their own recipe library because that's not necessarily their business. Um, so in the discover section of Modern Meal, we've gone out and partnered with different, um, oh, sorry, I had this turned off. <laughs> the other thing that we do is we have what's called an enterprise plan where we kind of white label for some larger organizations and we give them the ability to turn things on and off. Um, so you're seeing some stuff in my test environment that doesn't really pertain to this. But anyways, we do have recipes in a uh, section called Discover. We've gone out and worked with different content creators where if I'm a nutrition professional, I can say, well, hey, I know my client wants to eat paleo. Let me take these paleo recipes, put them in a collection and share them with them. Um, any recipes that um, our partners have contributed um, the goal really isn't to modify it. It's just to pass it along to your client. So these recipes can't be modified, but anything else that you import into your account, you can modify that any way that you'd like to. Cool. And Chef Rebecca has a couple, kind of a two-part question for you here. It says, first, hi, Mark. Thanks for doing this. Uh, if you have time later, I have a question. So I guess we're in the later now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I find when I'm deleting a recipe from a service, I often have to repeatedly delete it two or three times before it goes away. And the follow-up is also, I wish I could edit the title of a recipe uh, just for a label, not permanently edit the recipe title. Any suggestions? Yeah, you know, um, I, of all the feedback that we get, um, 
I was really unprepared coming into this on the importance of editing labels. Um, I would say probably 30% of our tickets evolved involved um, people wanting to edit labels. I don't have a good solution for you to do that right now. Um, the label does display what is on the recipe title. Um, the best solution for us down the road is to be able to enable editing on labels. Um, I do not have a time frame on that yet. I understand that it is important. Um, so, you know, I think there is other things that are bigger technology lifts that we had to do. Replacing this parsing engine was a very, very big technology lift. So you didn't see a lot of new features and functionalities coming out. Um, once we get past that, I think we will have the ability to turn our attention to more things like that. So don't have a great solution for you now, um, but we are getting in a position to be a lot more responsive to feature requests once we get some of these big initiatives out of the way. So you'll like this next one and, and Robert's gonna get mad at me when I read it, read it, but this app is amazing and I wish I knew about it sooner. So I guess well, I'm gonna get you and Rob connected so we can talk about what our marketing gaps are so our, our members do know about it. But uh, I know we were busy there for a while and we've all been going kind of crazy, but we need to get you back in the loop there, Mark. Yeah, that sounds great. And thank you for that, that, that good feedback. And uh, Chef, Chef Lisa came in and said that, uh, that get delivered it is cool. What about regional grocers like King Supers, you know, loving the collections as well? So right now we are only partnering with some of the larger grocery delivery um, producers uh, fulfillment. Um, uh, I think that will expand in the future. It's just, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of technology, a lot of what we call plumbing in the technical world to connect those things. So I don't think that's a finite list that we have right now. It's a good starting point, but as more and more people are doing grocery fulfillment delivery and look right now during this pandemic, um, you know, grocery deliveries kind of come and gone and come and gone and been around, but, it's really having a moment right now. Um, so I don't know what the long-term preference shifts will be of this um, COVID-19 pandemic, but the, the role of grocery delivery and curbside fulfillment is growing. So I think we'll see more partners available for us to work with. Um, so we have the starting point that we have now, but I think we'll, we will be adding to that in the future. Now I'm embarrassed. I don't have the answer to this one, but uh, Chef Lisa added here at the end that uh, it is Kroger. So I think she's saying that King Supers is part of Kroger because they bought up a whole bunch of smaller chains over the years. Oh. Chef Lisa, if I'm wrong, send me a note, but I think that's what you're saying there. She also added another, another question for you. And that's any thoughts on planning for multiple clients in a service while keeping the preference of those clients into consideration? Yes, um, th that's another area that we get some feedback. Um, there are some some technical complexities to doing that. Um, it, you know, we have we have what's called a, a product development roadmap, and it would shock you to see how long it is. If there's one thing that's really great about personal chefs is that you will give us a ton of feedback. So we have a very long list of things that we would like to get to. Um, I, I understand, especially for people that are working more out of commercial kitchens, the ability to have multiple services um, and multiple service planning is an important element. So, you know, that that's something that's on our development uh, timeline. Um, and, and like my comment will be for any, you know, kind of feature thing that we're talking about. Now that we've done some heavy lifting that's out of the way, um, we'll have the opportunity to spend more resources on, on some of these other features. Cool. I'm going to switch over to Q&A now. So, um, Chef Heidi wrote, I just downloaded the app for the first time, but it's not letting me log in as a new user. Okay. I'm wondering if there has ever been a time where you might have signed up for Modern Meal before. Um, and if so, it's preventing you from signing up for a new user. So, if you would just have them email me, Larry, or give them my email address, um, I, I can work with them one-on-one -on -one to make sure that they, they log in and get an account set up. Perfect. And, and I did just upload your email address into chat. So uh, if anybody doesn't see it, let me know and I'll make sure we get it to you. Okay. Uh, Chef Kathy says, how do you get your company logo added to the label in production reports? Oh, sure. So what you'll do is you'll go to um, account settings, 
you'll go to your preferences and then in this field right here you'll just click and you'll upload your logo right there um, whatever logo you have there is going to show up on your production report as well as your labels Perfect. that was an easy one one that i could answer i like that let me look for some hard ones then no don't <laughs> Steph Karen came back and said, so with the new update, I will be able to say the client has a gluten allergy and the system will be able to pick items in a recipe that contain gluten. That's the goal. Okay. Is that the easy question? Well, <laughs> it's taken about 10 years to do that. So I wouldn't call it easy, but um, that, that is certainly the goal for us to be able to identify allergens in recipes. Um, there will be some process that we have to figure out where, you have recipes in your account right now that have gone through one parsing engine with a certain set of capabilities. We're going to be introducing a new parsing engine. So there's going to be this point in time where new recipes coming in have data available and capabilities that the old ones didn't. So we're going to have to figure out a process of going back and re-importing recipes. And, and, and just to talk with full transparency, some of the issues that we're facing there is that we know a, a lot of you have spent time kind of grooming recipes um, so that they will combine appropriately on a grocery list. Um, once we go through and re-import those, it's gonna be like we brought them in for the first time. So we're trying to be cognizant of preserving any edits and information you made to your existing recipes while still providing you with the capabilities of the new parsing engine. So we're being very cautious there. I'm gonna to have to figure out how that works. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be able to be something that you can do in batch, or if it might just be something where once you add it to a service, you can now go ahead and re-import those. I don't know the answer for how that's gonna work yet, but um, we, we wanna be very, very careful about that, and we don't wanna do any harm. Um, so, but that, that certainly is the goal that that parsing engine will allow for allergen information, automatic nutrition labels, and us to identify an ingredient so accurately we can map it with grocery fulfillment services. Um, and I'm, I'll help you answer this one a little bit. This is from Chef Heidi again. It says, maybe I'm behind, uh, but do USPCA members have access or do we pay? And, and it is something that, that has a fee, but early on when Mark and I first met, we were replacing a very old, antiquated, horrible system that, that just constantly broke down. Um, poor Vince was constantly sitting there with Elmer's glue trying to figure out how to keep it together. And so to keep this something that we knew would be affordable to our members, we elected not to uh, have a fee included there going back to the association so that Mark could charge a reasonable fee uh, to USPCA. And we just market it because we know it's an important part of our members' services. I don't know if you want to build on that or not, Mark. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, you know, uh, some of the some of the feedback that we get when people first come across Modern Meal is, well, you know, I don't want to pay every month. I want to pay for it one time. And while I understand that, um, kind of the new model in software delivery is that it is on a reoccurring model. Um, part of the benefit for that is if if your computer is lost, if it's stolen, if it's smashed, it doesn't matter. You pick up another computer and all your data is there. Uh, we back up account data 13 times a day. Um, so your data is safe. It won't be lost. Um, you can access it from anywhere. You don't have to have a separate license for your computer, your tablet, or your phone. It's accessible from anywhere. And then also, you know, we are allowed not allowed, but we're enabled to provide automatic updates where you don't have to do anything. Or if you ask Karen Doman, you know, when you put in a long list of bugs and feature requests, we can just say, Karen, refresh your browser and it's fixed. So there's, there's a lot of value to that. Um, for USPCA members, it's $23 a month. Uh, the USPCA negotiated a permanent 20% discount. Um, so normally it's 30 USPA members pay $23.99. If you sign up for an annual plan, it works out being, I think, $19.99 a month. But it is all with the idea that we want to make sure our members get the best value. So that's a great one. Um, Sue Graves came back and said, love Modern Meal. Would you review create a menu from this service? I really have difficulty with menu versus service. Sure. So let's see here. Um, let me just click on a menu. So there are... There's, 
some different functionality on menu than there is on the service. So when I go into a menu builder, okay, it, it looks like a service where I have different um, elements here, except, um, let's see here. So this menu was created from service from Mark Hudgens. Okay. So when I come in and build out a menu, um, I can do it the same way that I do services. However, my options are a little bit different here. So instead of putting together a you know, client summary or printing labels, this is more about sharing. It's about saying, hey, you know, I have this paleo client and um, I don't wanna share any customer information with you, but here's a paleo menu I've put together. You can now package this and you can share it with another user. Um, we also have people that say, well, you know, my customers are asking for, you know, they want a recipe book or something like that. So here, you know, we have different fe features. If you wanted to put out some kind of recipe cookbook from a menu, you can put together items. And now you can create kind of this well-formed, this well-structured um, format for printing out recipes. So this is available from a menu. Um, so I would kind of think about it this way. Menus are non-customer specific and they're meant for sharing both with people on the platform or taking the content and sharing it with people off the platform. Services are really all about you being efficient, right? It's about automating the tedious aspects of a cook date. So label generation, production report, um, client summaries. So that's, that's kind of the delineation. But if I were to create a menu and I'm like, wow, this would be a great service for someone, I can just say, okay, here's a menu. Let me go ahead and create a service from this menu or from a service, if I could say, you know what, let's strip out the customer element from this and then just say, let's make this service a menu that I can you know, share or mod modify or edit, you can do that. So that's kind of the distinction between services and menus. Very cool, thank you on that one. Mm -hmm. um, Chef Hadi has another question. Is there a capability to conform recipes to more chef terms and abbreviations in order to keep the recipe simple? Um, I am, I guess I need an example of that. So in terms of a recipe, whatever you're seeing here, um, we're just importing the recipe information that exists. So I don't know if they're talking about chef terms here or chef terms throughout the platform and how we're labeling functionality. Well, good news on this one. Chef Heidi was one of the early questions that we connected you, she's got your email address now from the chat, she sent me a note on that. So maybe that's one of those things as you kind of connect e email wise that you can get figured out. Yeah, that's sounds but Mark, good. if you have any answer to that and others have, if you shoot that to me, I'll make sure we get it out to the members as well. Okay, great. So Chef Kathy, I told you we got lots here. Chef, <laughs> Chef Kathy is asking, uh, can you have more than one client on a service? For example, a couple where one might be gluten free and the other not. So the flags come up to warn of an ingredient that one of them wants to omit. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, and the, the short answer is no. Um, but the, the solution is to be able to add a sub account to a parent account. So if I had Mark Hudgens here, I might want to say, well, let's add, you know, Mark's spouse or significant other or whatever. Um, so I, I guess we need some concept of tying a two preferences or two customer profiles together so that those preferences are combined in meal prep. So the short answer is no, but I, I do see how we could do that. And, um, that's another one for the, uh, the future view. Cool. Uh, Chef Rebecca asks, what's the rationale of being able to add recipes from blog for planning, but they don't import instructions? Well, stump the developer. Yeah. So, uh, so again, the the discover section really isn't intended necessarily for for chefs. Um, it's really intended for health professionals. And the the reason that they're here is to make it easier for them to put together a collection they can share with clients. And the reason that these content creators have provided us this content is because we need to, they make money by having traffic come to their site. 
So when you see these types of recipes, it's really intended for that end user. Like I'm the client of a nutritionist. They've sent me a, the Modern Meal platform with a paleo recipe collection. I've done my meal planning, but now when it's time, and I've done my shopping, but now when it's time for me to cook this, that content creator just wants me to come back and be a part of the site that they've created. So again, the discover isn't really created for the personal chef because you do need to be able to edit and modify every piece of a recipe. It's kind of an overflow from our health pro plan that's intended more for a consumer audience. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's the best explanation I have on that. All right. So Chef Valerie says, thank you, Mark, for talking about the app. I am very new to it and still experimenting. And it seems like a great tool. Can you explain the difference between the serving and the yield fields? Also, are we able to generate clients' invoices? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I'll start with client invoices. And the answer to that is, is no for now. Um, you know, we have been very focused on just looking at meal planning and meal planning efficiencies and really not getting outside of our wheelhouse there. Um, I will tell you that the USPCA has made some introductions to other people that are looking to solve that uh, problem of taking all the other non, you know, cook date, recipe, meal planning elements of your business um, and maybe doing some integration between that. So it, it's very early on to, to talk about that, but it's not our intention to go further beyond just kind of cook date preparation and execution. However, we are very open to working with other partners of the USBCA to enable that. Um, so that's the, that's the first part or the second part of that. Um, the first part was, what was it again, Larry? So it said, um, can you explain the difference between the serving and the oh, yield? That's right. That's right. Okay. So yes. So the way that our system operates is that we will automatically, excuse me, take a recipe. I'm in the wrong platform here. We will automatically take a recipe and the way that we determine nutrition information is to break it down into a number of servings. Okay. So for example, you know, if you have a recipe for a loaf of bread, um, it might have 10 servings and that's how we have the nutrition information for a piece of bread. We give you that field so that you can say, well, really the yield is one loaf. So um, servings is something that is automatically kind of generated or nutrition information is automatically generated from that. Uh, yield is just another way of being able to assign a measurement to a recipe that makes sense to you. Um, but there's really nothing automated and that field doesn't have an impact on any other part of the recipe. Um, but the relationship between serving and ingredients is, is paramount for us to determine uh, nutrition information. Great. And this is a, a follow-up question from Chef Lisa. And I think it refers back to her question about um, planning for multiple clients, well, keeping the preferences into consideration. And the follow-up question is, what about the issues with importing recipes from all recipes? Will we still have problems? You shouldn't with the new parsing engine that we have. Um, and, and, and one of the challenges that we have is, you know, as much as we would like to think that, you know, it's, it's artificial intelligence and it doesn't matter where it comes from, the, the truth of the matter is that there's structure to the web. And as long as we understand that structure, we can bring things in. Um, Rest, uh, browsers like Google Chrome and Microsoft Bing and Safari, they got together very early on and said, look, for recipes, we have these structures called h.recipe and schema.org and a couple other things. And if recipe developers use these structures, we'll make sure that your recipes are indexed and highly searchable for people looking for them. So the majority of people said, okay, great, we're going to adhere to that standard. Um, so a lot of technologies like ours for importing recipes are built around that. If individual um, content creators or recipe sites now go make a change and they go outside of that, that's where we start to have problems. Um, so anyways, we, we, we do the best that we can, but the internet is a very, very big place. And um, when people kind of quit following the rules that we're expecting them to have in place, 
that's what causes some of those problems. Cool. I've got one more question before I go into the Mark Kudos file here in a moment, but um, this particular question comes from Chef Carl. It says, please excuse, I came into the webinar late and you may have covered this, but can Modern Meal produce nutrition labels? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> As I sit here waiting for the follow-up answer. <laughs> yes, they can. Um, so the way that works um, is when you have recipes for which you've kind of validated the nutrition and you know it's good, it gives you a little green dot here. And that little green dot says it has nutrition. So you can see every recipe that I have on this service has nutrition. So from a service, I can say I want to print a nutrition label. I can determine which of these attributes I want to have included on the label. And then I hit okay. And now you have your recipe cooked on, enjoyed by, you have your nutrition information and you have your ingredients listed from the highest, um, highest weight to lowest weight. So yes, that is available. This, comes, this just came in from Chef Karen. It says, I've recently been working with a client with special dietary needs. One thing I've noticed is that uh, if the recipe gives nutritional information, when I ask Modern Meal for nutritional info, uh, there's often about a 50 to 100 calorie difference. Why is that? I really don't know. Um, I don't know where the, the content creator got their data from. Um, I think that the service that we're using, well, so there's a couple of things. The, the, the service that we're using is one of the most ad advanced nutrition platforms on the market. It's a company called NutritionX. Um, they are a team of registered dietitians and technologists. Every ingredient that is part of their database that we have access to has been reviewed by a registered dietitian. Um, so I think that the data is very, very clean. I think if you're seeing a discrepancy there between um, the recipe site and your recipe, um, you know, with, with one of the things we were talking about with our old parsing engine, sometimes we would not be as accurate as I would like for us to be in coming in and determining what the ingredients are, right? So when I come into this view here, so this is how we import a recipe, right? But this is what really matters. This field here is how we compute nutrition information based on number of servings. So if we happen to have gotten a, an ingredient wrong, if there's perhaps a mistake on the quantity, then you'll just wanna do a review of this. If this all looks accurate and you hit save, I have a high level of confidence that our nutrition label is very, very accurate. And at that point, I really can't speak for the, the original source. Um, so anyways, if there is a discrepancy, check your recipe, make sure that we're identifying you know, the, 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 the ingredients correctly. Um, and then otherwise, I don't know, you can send me a couple of examples and I can, and I can look further into it. So I just wanted to share these with you because you'll like this as we get ready to close out here. Um, Chef Beatum says the, the, the fee is totally with it as a time saver. But then I think kind of this last question adds that he also says, as for all new PC people and existing client of Modern Meal, and that's, that's Beatum, Mark and his team are always on top of the chefs and willing to help us through the learning curve. And I think to that point, Mark, certainly even what, what, what Chef Karen was asking about, um, we have a question, just email you. And I think we've always found your team to be ready to rock and roll and help out there. So that's awesome. Thank you for that, Chef Edom. And by the way, he also, uh, Karen also added, which I'm saving this one for you for last, it's worth its weight in gold. <laughs> oh, thank you, Karen. I appreciate that. So, okay. And we one, have great customers, Larry. You really do. We do. One last question. I know we only have a couple of minutes left here. Uh, Chef Barbara just dropped in real quick and asked, uh, does it provide reheating instructions? It does. As long as you include that information on the recipe, then when you're creating a, um, either a client summary or um, labels, then we'll include whatever uh, reheating information you've included on the recipe. So for example, whoops. So for example, for this poached salmon recipe that I just imported, I come down here and I say, you know, re, whoops, come down here and say reheat uh, at 350. I probably don't want to do this with salmon. Uh, let's reheat at 250 for like five minutes, right? Um, gosh, I can't type. So if I come in and add that information, then that information will now show up on the recipe. And when I go create a, um, 
a client summary or a label, that information will automatically appear. Very cool. Well, that's perfect. And that was perfect timing because we're right at 7.30 and we've run out of questions. Um, but the reminder too, um, that as we get back into this and um, if you have questions, you can always write to Mark at any time. His email address is in chat. And so uh, we welcome you to, to reach out to Mark whenever you have a chance. So Mark, before I let you go, I just want to remind our members that we're doing this twice a week. Um, we're still working on lining up speakers. We're not going to give up on this. Um, this is going to be part of what we do to continue to help our members get through uh, this COVID-19 time as we see what the other side of the pandemic looks like and how it's going to impact your business. If you have ideas for programs or if you know speakers you'd like to see us bring on, let me know. Write to me, write to our info at uspca.com. Rob, Angela, Vince, everybody's open, but uh, we're all in this together. And, and our goal is to get to the other side of this better than we were when getting into it. And this is part of the way we're going to do that. So uh, as always, I thank my, my good friend, Mark Hudgens. Our next event, watch the announcement in the next 24 hours, will be Friday night. Uh, I never like to step on our current speakers by announcing what we're going to do next. So it's always an email surprise. But uh, Mark has been a good friend for almost as long as I've had the association. And we certainly appreciate that partnership because it's been a good one. So Mark, on behalf of our members who are here tonight and everyone else. Um, and just one last real quick one here from Chef Kathy. He's a great info. Learn some new things. Thanks for organizing. So Kathy, thank you. Uh, we'll stay in touch. And uh, Mark, if there's anything as always we can do to, to keep things rolling, let me know. Okay. Well, thank you, Larry. Thank you so much for having me. And um, for all the customers out there, thank you for using Modern Meal. For anyone that doesn't have it, uh, sign up, check out a free trial. If you need help, let us know. We're here to help you be successful. Perfect. We'll see you already Friday night. And Mark, thanks again. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us. And be sure to check out the show notes on where to learn more about Mark and Modern Meal and how it can impact your personal chef business. Thanks again, and happy cooking.